welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 187 you know the vibes of the talking the line podcast on this absolutely beautiful tuesday of bets also known as so you don't have to check your calendar for the first time today december the 21st in the year 2021 how about that one two two one two one now we have an absolutely loaded show today plenty of rabbit holes to dive into plenty of analysis to dish out plenty of bets to hammer in but before we do all of that please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the ttl pod on if you are watching on youtube you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the crew or if you're watching on uh, one of our social media platforms make sure you hit that like button or follow button there in addition so you never miss any of our additional social media content however if you are listening to the show on your favorite podcast directory make Make sure you hit that subscribe button there as well if you haven't already as we do release the audio of every episode after each live show is complete. Next item up on the docket, you could be so kind, you can find it in your heart to do so while you're watching or listening to today's show. Go ahead, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live. Maybe hit the share button, send it on over to your brothers, sisters, friends, enemies, aunts, uncles, neighbors, people who live on the opposite side of the globe as you, but you would refer to as a good old-fashioned ticket cash and degenerate, and they like running tickets to the pay window because that's what we do here at the TTL Pod. And we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do those things because it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talk in the Line Linktree. Within that Linktree, you'll find the TalkintheLine.com website, all of the TTL crew social platforms, and all of our additional content so you can consume all of that jazz in one convenient location, however and whenever you please. All right, enough with the formalities. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us for episode number 187, I am your humbled, honored, Hyped and always handicapping host Colton, Captain Colt Sroka. And I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by, hang out with me and my partner, hammer in some plays, talk about some plays, maybe uh, get a little extra juicy with the special play of the day, dive into the usual TTL rabbit holes. Now, I have referred to the crew, us, we, my partner, far too many times without acknowledging the presence of the man that is here with me this morning. 
You know him around these parts as the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and we all can never forget around this time of the year, especially with the run that his boys currently are on and the boy, the licking that my boys are currently taking. I will go ahead and admit to it. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome him in. The TTL's resident cheesehead himself, Mr. Riley. Armax Magnuson. Partner! How you doing over there today, pal? My man, as you can see, you can tell how I'm doing this morning. Uh, I'm doing fantastic, dude. I could have done that yesterday as well, but uh, after that shit show that we watched last night, I feel like it's even more so that the Packers, the Packers clinched the division on Sunday. But after watching that game last night, I feel like they really, in a way, clinched it last night. If you catch my drift here, but uh, nonetheless, man, uh, you know I can't uh, gloat too much because I was betting on the Bears plus seven, which. Ended in some mockery, but hey, nonetheless, I'm doing fantastic. How about you, dude? Not as great as you are over there, <laughs> uh, Mr. Cheesehead. Uh, my NFL betting season, uh, well, my, not my betting season, but my watching season will be over in but uh, now three short weeks. Uh, the Bears have not lived up to expectations. Matt Nagy will probably be out of there. Uh, who knows what next year's team looks like, but... Um, it's a wrap for this one. Paper or plastic, uh, I'll say paper. Outside of that, partner, uh, yep, your boys wrapped up the NFC North. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see if they choke again in the uh, NFC ah, Championship, ah. but uh, who knows what will happen this time around. Uh, how are you uh, How are you doing overall outside of your damn Packers? How's, uh, how are you moving? How are you grooving? How are you feeling on this uh, gorgeous Tuesday of bets? Uh, pretty damn solid, my man. Uh, as far as bets are concerned, need to heat back up a little bit. Couple wheel spinning days after a couple nice days. Friday, Saturday, uh, those Bears, one of those teams. Cash the Raiders missed out. Uh, both of us missed out on Old Dominion there. As far as the bowl game, that was a. Uh, I don't know if rough beat is the right word because there was some uh, there was some nonsense in the opposite favor of us. But at the end of the day, I don't know that they would have taken care of it anyways. But hey, man, uh, as far do we have the. Uh, just keep talking. You're good. Don't okay. worry yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just threw me a little hezzy hey. But uh, no, man, I'm doing fantastic As aside from all that. I'm ready to get heated up here. Threw me a little hezzy hey. A little hezzy hey. Little what, uh, what a, what a, it's uh, a basketball term. Threw me a little hezzy hey. Okay, sounds hay. good. Uh, speaking of <laughs> little hezzy hey, how about we recap uh, some of the college basketball games and uh, the rest of yesterday's best bets from our card. You were talking about that as well. So without further ado, my friends, we are a full transparency show. We will never hide them from you. So for the first time, Live on December the 21st, here are the best bets from December the 20th. Okay, all the way up to the top, partner, one and two day as well as a one and two day from me. Two and four day from the crew, nothing spectacular, kind of a wheel spinning Monday. Um, I hope you chose to fade Old Dominion. I told uh, Old Mags before the show started, I said, man, we're both on this. I don't like this at all. I thought, because uh, we, we talked about a pre-show, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm with it. I'm like, okay, absolutely. I thought he loves my play. Good shit. Well, it ended up he had Old Dominion as well. I wanted to change my play pre-show, but I'll never do that. It just turned into too much of a public dog, and uh, tis what it is. We lost that one. They turned into a public dog. Everybody ran to them because they thought that was going to be the more valuable spot in the uh, bowl season so far, but it ain't. You got to uh, pick your spots in the right uh, opportunities. However, uh, one and one for me, UL Monroe was absolutely killing Lamar Ugh. the entire game. 
ended up losing that by or winning it by three. Uh, mm-hmm. They just kind of took the foot off the gas and let them come all the way back in it. St. Thomas took care of business by 10. The Tommies looked good. Looked like Tommies. a team that we can definitely back. Uh, your Raiders, nice and easy, ended up winning the game outright thanks to the boot of Daniel Carlson. My Bears, what the actual fuck. Uh, outside of that, Monday Madness Parlay, not the best either. Uh, Notre Dame ended up boat racing the uh, Western Michigan Broncos. Oof. South Carolina State, almost identical to what we had called. That was They uh, won, pre- right? Yeah, they won outright by, yeah. um, oh, I, I want to say it was double digits. I'm not they sure. They kicked their ass, yeah. Uh, yeah, they <laughs> kicked their ass. They absolutely kicked their ass. And then uh, Old Monty couldn't find the sacred side last night. So brutal beats all the way around. However, Moneyline Dice get hot. They say, we got oh, yeah. two plays for you. You need to make a little sprinkle for the plus 200, over plus 200, plus money, Pauly Cash on the minus one and a half on the Dallas Stars. And then also, Dallas Stars money line, a little uh, sweat free as well. So my friends, money line dice start the week hot. The TTL crew starts the week a little cold. Now I wish, as I bring us back in here, I wish there was a uh, time that uh, we could get hot and the dice could get hot at the same time. It feels right. like when we're cold, the dice are hot. When we're hot, the dice are cold. Now, maybe the dice are saying, hey, boys, I'm here. I'm ready to go this week. You just need to pick up the slack on your end. And I do believe, partner, I can say I'm doing that today. I'm ready for a huge rebound. I think I got six. Count them, one, two, three, four, five, six college basketball underdogs that are going to be Barking all day long. Uh, what say you over there, partner? How many plays you got? I've got three plays, partner. I've got two out of the same NFL game today, and then one uh, little uh, TCU. And uh, well, I guess I'm giving out the matchup here, but yeah, uh, I'm not taking. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. College basketball matchup: hey, Swack and Big go, Twelve. No you, you already go. heard me say. Oh, now you kind of know. Oh, hey, no big deal. Yeah. It is what it is. We'll get to the matchups here in a minute. Uh, you also know, as per usual, if you are a uh, member of the TTL faithful, we got the two for Tuesday parlay coming your way today. Uh, bad boy is paying out just over two to one odds, about two twenty three plus odds, uh, plus money odds on uh, FanDuel. Last time I checked, uh, no affiliation. Shout out though. Outside of that, we'll uh, recap all of that, uh, all of our best bets and the special play. Then we'll get into the money line dice roll of the day. Money line dice after. Uh, lacing up the skates last night they're going to take them off and they're going to lace up the jordans tonight they're going to the nba hardwood uh stay tuned for the uh matchup that they're rolling for maybe just read the description because it's in there too uh that'll wrap up the first half of the show get into the second half of the show our mag sidebar uh obviously we'll have a little bit of banter dive into a few rabbit holes with that all things sports sports gambling and beyond a couple of key critical urgent ttl announcements not really that urgent just talking about them a little bit and then uh wrapping up today's show with my motivation minutes a little something something that i uh i heard uh kind of watching some uh it was just kind of a video on instagram i watched some other stuff but uh learned about the c5 complex a couple weeks but a couple weeks back and uh i think i wanted uh i think it's time i bring it to you guys been uh sharing some other stuff i think it's time that uh bring it to the old ttl faithful and old R-Mags over there. So that'll do it for episode number 187. Uh, outside of that part, I'm ready to rock and roll. I don't know about you. Uh, what say you as far as any late-breaking announcements, uh, news, anything that you need to get off the chest before we go onward and upward with today's show? 
nothing crazy so far. Sounds like we'll probably just be keeping our ear to, ear to the streets as far as these two NFL games are concerned. Uh, as far as who the hell is in or out. Uh, Elijah Mitchell of the 49ers has taken a positive turn for his knee. Going to be a game-time decision for Thursday. That's Ooh. right. We only have one day off before we got more NFL action this week, partner. Niners mm. and Titans on Thursday this week. Uh, oh, I wasn't uh, making that face at you, by the way. There, there was some... Oh, no, uh, I know. I, I can tell. There was some XYZs, uh, triple X, uh, ah. no clothing, come to my webcam, let's have fun bullshit in the damn comments. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I hate that shit so much, dude. Mm. Sorry, I'm over here sipping by myself while you were uh, talking oh, about shit. NFL and the late what? breaking. Uh, shit, raise your cups, boys and girls. I apologize. Um, To me, to you over there, partner, and to all you beautiful people sipping the black elixir of the gods on this gorgeous Tuesday of bets, take your sip and uh, let's get on with it. I guess I'll take it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay. 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 All right, partner. Let's get serious for a minute. Yeah. Let's cut the nonsense, quit the drama, and stop the banter that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the TTL pod for the Stone Cold Locks, Picks, Insights, Analysis, and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, it's time. That's okay, man. No big deal. Uh, just some added sound effects in, in the old mics there. Uh, first things first, let's get it started. First segment of the day, Armag's best bets of the day. You saw the uh, previous message there in the ticker. You got any questions, anything in between, feel free to drop them in the live comments. We'll be more than happy to answer them live on the show. Outside of that, partner, you got three plays to dish out. I yield back. Let it rip. Let them have it. And as per usual, you have the floor. All right, my friend, I appreciate you. As mentioned, I will kick it off the NFL, and since you got all college basketball, I'll uh, use that one last and segue right into you, my friend. Uh, so the, uh-huh. for the first two plays out of the same game I mentioned, I'm taking out of the Rams and Seahawks. I'm taking the Rams on the spread, minus 6.5, like it up to 7, all the same. Uh, and the Seattle Seahawks team total under 19.5, partner. Uh, I'm going to start with some uh, recent trends as far as history. So I'm going to sound like a broken record because it's a kind of a similar situation as yesterday. Uh, but I'm back in the team that doesn't have the uh, the COVID issues, uh, much like I was with your Bears yesterday. Sure. I'm taking the Rams minus 6.5 on the spread. <clears throat> This Seattle team partner, uh, as much as they've improved the last couple of weeks, uh, I'm calling fishy on that. That's against the Houston Texans last week and two weeks ago against the San Francisco 49ers team in which they have handled really, really well over the last few years in that division and in those divisional games twice a year. And that's not the case that we have here today. Seattle has scored 20 or less in each of the last five games and only one and covered in one of those games. Both of those 20-point games, I have to mention this because obviously I'm taking under 19 and a half, and uh, some of these games landing at 20 might have you a little concerned. Both of those 20-point games were in Seattle, uh, and this one is in L.A., so I don't think we're going to have any mm. issues here tonight. Uh, mm. But also it does appear that I mentioned the COVID issues. I think the Seattle uh, Seahawks are going to be hit a lot harder in some key areas tonight as compared to the Rams. Mm -hmm. To me, it looks like Tyler Higbee is really the most significant player that's going to be potentially out in this game, partner. He was out last week, and they still put up a 30-23 win, I do believe, over the Arizona Cardinals last week. Uh, As far as uh, some trends here for this matchup, Seattle is 1-5 ATS the last six between these two teams and 2-7 ATS the last nine in L.A., 
I think Matt Stafford's going to torch this defense partner. The Rams are fifth in the NFL in passing first downs per game. Seattle is dead last defensively in first downs per game through the air. Um, I think as far as this Rams team, they have not been great defensively in that category. But it's not exactly a strength of the Seattle Seahawks to exploit that on the offensive side. Seattle is 30th in passing first downs per game on offense. And I mentioned uh, the Rams right around 23rd, I do believe. But when you have a team that has a weakness, a good team that has a weakness like the Rams, but the other team can't exploit that, I don't see any clear weakness in this game, if that makes sense to you. So... As far as what Seattle does well, they have been 7th in the NFL in rushing yards per attempt, one of their strengths. However, the Rams have been 3rd defensively in rushing Mm -hmm. yards per attempt. And, partner, Mm -hmm. Seattle appears to be limited as far as their running back personnel tonight due to COVID-19 as far as the outages Uh there. So I don't think that's going to be a strength that they can use tonight as well. And partner Seattle, 3-11 and ATS last 14 following a straight-up win. They got the win last week. They are 3-11 and ATS after they get the straight-up win. And you and I talked about it. It does, it does look like Tyler Lockett is also going to be out of this Ooh. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leaving them pretty limited on the offensive side of the ball. And partner, 10-11, and 11, or excuse me, 10-1 and the last 11 on Tuesday are the Rams. Oh, I love it. Ten and no, one. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Seeing if you're paying attention. Well, Ten dude, and one on Tuesday. Uh, you can't do that. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. You can't do that to me. I'm double on, checking ten. on some movement right now. You can't. <laughs> hey, just keeping you, keeping you on your toes. Uh, baby. Of course, I'm honest. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You, it took you a second. It took you a second there. No, no, no not, not. Oh, I'm going to kick your ass. Okay, continue, please, sir. That's all I got on this one, partner. I don't think the Rams are going to, or I don't think the Seahawks are going to be able to move them all today. That's what they've, their issue has been all, all season long. We talked about it in the preseason. We didn't, we keep saying it. We didn't think it was going to be this bad, but it has been this bad. Their old school style of play year after year becomes more outdated and Sean McVay and this Rams team realizes exactly how predictable it's going to be year in and year out. So I think that's what we're going to see again tonight, especially with the limited pieces that they have on offense and the brutal defense that they've shown all season long. So give me the Rams uh, laying the points and give me the Seahawks to stay under 19 and a half partner. Hey, I'm uh, I'm with you. I'm glad you addressed the two games in uh, Seattle being right at 20 there. Those uh, seem kind of fishy to me. But yeah, they were in Seattle. What do you got there? Uh, one more thing to add as far as I mentioned, um, 20 or less in each of the last five games. Seattle only won one of those. One, that one win was a 20-9 win in a nasty, mucky, rainy Seattle with Jared Goff. And we know how uh, Jared Goff fares in that type of weather. So I just felt like that bears some mentioning. I think that one's a little fugazi as well. So that's all I got here. Well, there you go. There you have it. Um, Well, I guess I got nothing left to add. I think you're on the right side. Um, I think maybe this is a Rams beatdown in a way. I'm not too sure. I really don't like either NFL game. I can't uh, speak educatedly on either one tonight. I do not like the uh, laying a touchdown either way. So this is all your ballpark once again. I'm staying on the sidelines. Do not care to uh, get involved. But if you do my out there, my friends, and uh, you want to back our mags, You heard it here first. Take the L.A. Rams minus six and a half and the Seattle Seahawks team total under 19. Partner, what's your third and final best bet of the day? All right, my friend, told you I'm going to college basketball. I already revealed one of the teams, but I will say it once mm-hmm. again here. TCU Horned Frogs at home against Grambling State. Uh, I believe it is Tigers. I should have known that. I'm not sure what their name is, if I'm being totally honest. But Tigers. TCU, 
Tigers. Okay, nailed it. TCU minus the 22 is where I'm headed tonight. I am laying some big points in this matchup. Uh, fading one of these teams out of the swack that I have been watching rather closely the last couple teams or last couple seasons, excuse me. Uh, but people seem to be thinking that the tempo could be the reason why these teams are going to stick close today as far as TCU being 256 in tempo to Gremlins 91st. Uh, but looking back throughout this entire season, TCU has fared really well against top 100 tempo teams uh, in you know 20 plus victory, 20 point plus victory, and Grambling against slow paced teams like TCU has not fared well whatsoever and has seen some 30 point losses as well. Uh, but beyond that, partner Grambling 336th in effective field goal percentage on the season. I do not think they're going to be able to find the ball in the basket today TCU not crazy uh crazy high on that spectrum defensively but 69th good enough to slow down a team that is 336 a bad bad offensive team uh but the biggest thing for me in this one is that TCU is number one in the country in offensive rebounding per game partner number one in the country to Grambling's 252nd defensively and on the opposite side of that you flip that to Grambling on the offensive side they are 240th offensively offensive rebounds and TCU little bit worse but still really really solid 43rd defensively so that is a massive massive split there as far as rebounding is concerned in this one and also turnovers partner grambling is 346 in turnovers per offensive play that is 346 out of 358 and tcu is 85th enforcing those uh, so again not fantastic but against a Terrible, terrible offensive team in Grambling State here. I think the Horned Frogs lay that damn hammer down, take care of business by at least 22 points in this one. I've got no uh, no worries as far as how many points this is. I think the Horned Frogs get it done. Give me TCU minus 22. All right. Well, uh, first things first, uh, at the, if it's done by at least 22, we're pushing it out. So we need it done by at least 23. Right, yeah, and then, you, know uh, you said not caring about any type of points. So we got to set some ground rules here. What, how high are we willing to take it up? How w low are we willing to take it down if anything moves around here? Because I, I, I don't know either way. I, you know I'm not a fan of laying minus 22 type chalk on anything uh, in any spot whatsoever. I, I think... Not, not I think. I, I know you're on the right side, but uh, I just I have no idea as if uh, that all I, that. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. No, I have I mean, no idea about swack. I like and I, I love picking off these swack teams at certain spots like this. If I can find the right matchup where a team is going to lay the absolute hammer down, I think this is an exact spot. I'm fine with this up to 25. Uh, it is minus 22 right now. Minus 21 and a half over on FanDuel. Um, I don't think it's going to move down too much. I, if it goes under 20, you should be concerned, I guess, as far as that type of movement. If it goes under 20, I don't think that's going to happen, though. Give it to me 22, 21 and a half, all the way up to 25 if it goes there. Okay, partner. I like it, actually. Um, I I was taking a look at it, but again, I am, uh, you know me. If you know me in my college basketball betting, I'm more of an underdog better. I'm more of a uh, undervalued, and uh, <laughs> that just uh, sends chills up my spine, uh, dropping that many doggone points. Teetering with triple digits for crying out loud. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Either way, there you go. There you have it. Uh, our mag's lone college basketball play, final best bet of the day, the Got to double check it. Make sure I say it correctly. I apologize. Here we go. TCU, Horn Frogs, minus 22. All right, there you go. There you have it. Uh, Barter, anything else in relation to your three best bets of the day? Any news, any late-breaking stuff, anything on that front? No, sir. You can go ahead and take it from here. 
Okie dokie. Well, I would be happy to because I got five best bets of the day coming from the college basketball hardwood. Um, for the most part, uh, yeah, we're back in all, um, low to mid major teams. Well, one's a big, uh, not, not a power five, but big East. And that's obviously not, uh, not a mid major. So that's the only one, but outside of that, let's get it moving. First matchup we're going to going to the Jacksonville Dolphins and they are playing the Pitt Panthers and if you know uh, the show you've seen us back the Jacksonville Dolphins from time to time and they've been quite profitable for us so we're going back once again I think this line is a little fugazi against an overvalued Pitt team and we're taking the Dolphins plus five and a half has ticked up to six and a half some places six and others uh, I'm not really worried about that I think that's some of that classic fugazi line movement books are getting a shitload of money tossed in on the Panthers and they just got to kind of honor that uh, with at least a half a point or a point of movement I talked about Jacksonville uh, being an absolute wagon for us so far seven and three straight up six and one against the number overall pretty solid on the road though too two and three straight up but four and one against the number they've been cover machines any spot you put them in solid solid team on the road Pitt, on the other hand not real solid at all and not real solid at home they're four and seven straight up six and five against the number overall three and five straight up and against the number on their home hardwood so not only does that uh, really loom large for me, just kind of those home and away splits, there are a couple other key areas. I see this being an offensive game, uh, and but I kind of, or actually a defensive kind of game, but I think uh, in both categories, surprisingly, Jacksonville holds a decent advantage. Jacksonville, um, on the offensive so side of the ball, scoring 67.4 points per game, uh, averaging 45.1 uh, field goal percentage from the floor, 34.6 from beyond the three-point arc. Just a simple comparison to Pittsburgh in those numbers, 60.4 points per game for them, 40.9 from the floor, and 28.7 from beyond the arc. I also think uh, Jacksonville defense, they are going to surprise the Panthers a little bit here today. They're only allowing 51.4 points per game. Uh, they're allowing opponents to average 38.5% from the floor, 28.4 from beyond the three-point arc. And here's two I really want you to pay attention to. 109th in ADE, 54th in opponent effective field goal percent, and actually one more, 21st in steal percent. We'll get back to that here in a minute. But Pitt allowing 64.5 points per game, 41.4 from the floor, 32.6 from beyond the arc. Now back to the ADE, 122nd for Pitt, 133rd in opponent effective field goal percent, and 325th in steal percent. Why did I make sure to end that with steal percent, you wonder? Because let's dive into the turnovers real fast. If anybody's coughing up the rock, it ain't gonna be the Jacksonville Dolphins. Offensively, they may be similar, but defensively, the Jacksonville Dolphins have a severe advantage in the turnover department. 321st on the offensive side of the ball in turnover percent for the Panthers. 314th defensively. Jacksonville is 347th offensively, so not really great there either, but 60th on the defensive side of the ball. I think they put some unwanted pressure on the Panthers, and we see that being a big reason as to why they walk away with at least a cover here today. They're also 76 on the offensive glass, 10th on the defensive glass. I think they own the Panthers today on the boards. Panthers are only 34th offensively, 122nd defensively. Last but certainly not least, Jacksonville's got a little bit more depth, and they're able to lean on it. I think that helps them get this cover, if not the outright win today. 15th in bench per Ken Palm, 187th for Pittsburgh in bench uh, in, in bench minutes per Ken Palm. 
Trends, last but certainly not least, if you don't believe me, you don't believe all of that, you just got to believe these. Jacksonville, 4-0 ATS, last four following a straight-up win of 20-plus. 5-1 ATS, last six following a straight-up win overall. 7-1 ATS, last eight overall in general. And 5-1 ATS, last six road games. The Panthers, 0-4 ATS, last four following an ATS win. Give me all of the Dolphins, plus 5.5. Fine with it up to plus 6.5 as well for my first best bet of the day i like it a lot partner i like him in a letdown spot and i like you know we've talked bad about this pit team they might be profitable in some certain underdog spots as we've already seen all season long they're one and three as a favorite though i'm not sure if you mentioned that at all mm. uh, or i, I think Mm-mm. you did i'm not you know what i'm trying to say here mm-hmm. uh but one and three is a favorite man they just aren't getting it done and some of those are outright outright losses as well and i wouldn't be surprised if we see that again today too no we've backed jacksonville handful of times and they are they are a sneaky low major team yeah. that not a lot of people know about. Actually, mid major team, you can't consider them mid majors. So, and if it wasn't for that damn uh, Georgia block at the end of that one game, they'd be streaking ATS right now, dude. That's what I think about Georgia. But I uh, gave a couple of double birds. Yeah, um, I gotcha. I didn't know if you saw that. You just kind of <laughs> oh, I looked gotcha. at the screen. Um, so yeah, dude. If it wasn't for that, they would be really cooking along. So I think they continue to roll uh, overall and on the road. So there you go. There you have it. Let's keep it moving with my second best bet of the day. My friends, we're going to the matchup between the Marshall Thundering Herd and the Toledo Rockets. And I think that the Thundering Herd are being a little undervalued on the road. So I'm going to take the two and a half with them. Marshall plus two and a half, second best bet of the day. Line opened up uh, four and a half, four across the market. Down to two and a half now, obviously where we got it. I love that line movement. Uh, Most notably, Marshall has lost two straight games and failed to cover two straight games. I don't see it happening three times in a row in both categories. Maybe outright, but at the bare minimum, it is not going to happen against the number. These two teams are way too close, and it is going to be a back-and-forth battle. Toledo has uh, been solid overall, but I look at their uh, home numbers, and it's a little fugazi. They're 3-0 and straight up, 0-1-1 ATS on their home hardwood. They played Bradley, Detroit, Mercy, and Northeastern Ohio. No idea where the hell Northeastern Ohio is even located other than in the state of OH. Other than that, you might look at Marshall and say, ah, they haven't been good away um, from their home hardwood. They're 1-3 straight up and ATS on the road, but had three rough beats. Uh, Barely didn't cover against Akron. Barely didn't cover against Indiana. There was a bucket, and they got whooped by Ohio, but Ohio's proven to be a wagon, and I think they were a little overvalued in that spot. But they did beat Eastern Kentucky as one-point dogs, 80-69. to That was the most recent one. I think it's get-right time for the Thundering Herd. couple of uh, reasons. I love the Herd in this spot. I think they're going to thunder and boat race the Rockets today. They're second in the nation in tempo, man. They absolutely roll when they play. Toledo 113, so I don't see them slowing them down whatsoever. The defenses are pretty similar. I see this being an offensive game where Marshall has plenty of firepower to keep up with a high-powered Toledo team. Marshall averaging 79.7 points per game compared to 76.4 from Toledo. A couple of key things you guys uh, should be aware of, though. In two-point percent, Marshall is 26th from the floor, and Toledo is 204th. So... 
that only lends into them being able to boat race Toledo a little bit more, get out, stretch the legs, get out in transition, and get some nice fast break points. Another one you need to be aware of, Marshall, 126 in effective field goal percent, where Toledo was only 224th offensively. I also think this game is going to be won because of Marshall's hustle. Not only their tempo, but their hustle. They are 151st in offensive turnover percent, 165th in defensive turnover percent. The Toledo Rockets are 103rd offensively, so you might say, eh, they'll probably hang on to the ball. I don't know. I think Marshall will speed them up, get them a little off pace, and I don't think Toledo will do anything to Marshall offensively in the turnover department. 328th ranked in uh, turnover percentage defensively per Ken Palm. One final key stat here that with all the speed, all the hustle, everything in between, Marshall's got a little bit more size. They're a little bit bigger boys. They're 31st in the nation per Ken Palm in height, whereas Toledo is 184th. So there is no mismatch here, my friends. But you don't believe me and my goofy opinions. Just believe the trends. Marshall, 3-0-1 ATS last four, following a double-digit loss at home. It's rebounding time. Toledo, 0-4-1 ATS last five, following an ATS win. It is not rebounding time for the Toledo Rockets. It is fall off the cliff time. Toledo, 0 3 Three and one ATS last four as a home favorite. Can you say overvalued? And Marshall, five and one ATS last six games played in Toledo. Give me the thundering herd to go on and thunder, but uh, maybe not the outright win. Just a little bit of a cover of the plus two and a half. I like a partner, and if this is accurate, looks like a big old fat severe monetary liability on the old Toledo Rockets for you over there. Eighty percent of bets, ninety nine percent of money. If this is Ooh. accurate. It did move back up to three and a half, but dropping down like uh, from where you said it was only to go up by one because of that money. I, I don't think you have anything to worry about. I got nothing to worry about. I think they might win the game outright. Who knows what happens? Didn't change our mag's best bets to my best bets ah. in the ticker. It is now there. I appreciate you letting me know that movement. Uh, fine with taking it at three and a half as well, my friends. I'm not worried about that whatsoever. Okie dokie. Uh, actually, as well, I wanted to mention their field covered spreads were uh, as like big favorites. Not as dogs. Yep. Not in this spot whatsoever. So this is a very favorable spot for the Thundering Herd. All right, next one up. Going to the matchup between the Davidson Wildcats and the Alabama Crimson Tide. You know me. I'm a big Tide fan. But there's sometimes, with how much I watch their collegiate teams, especially in basketball, when you can fade them. So I'm taking the Davidson Wildcats plus 10.5. I'm going against my cousin Vinny, Nate Oates. If this game was on their home court, CC John Rothstein, I would be back in Bama all the way. But my friends, this is on a neutral court. We have nothing to worry about, and Davidson is absolutely rolling right now. The only reason why Alabama is favored by this many points is because of their brand name. But Davidson, 8-2 and two straight up, 9-1 and one against the number overall this year. Bama just a little bit inconsistent against the number. They are 9-2 and two straight up, so they are rolling in that category. But 6-5 and five ATS so far this year. Last seven, I zeroed in on Davidson, 7-0 and oh, straight up up and against the number of their last seven they were all favorites every single one of those with them as a favorite and they covered huge spreads you might say so now why are they a dog again it is because of that brand name i am not buying it they are way too hot right now to let this game fall any I, it does not finish by double digits in my mind whatsoever with how hot davidson is bama's five and two straight up three and four against the number in their
their last seven. So just way too much inconsistency. And they only beat Jacksonville State by six in their last game. So now all of a sudden they're supposed to beat Davidson by 11 on a neutral floor. I'm just not buying it, my friends. A couple of things that I really think are going to loom large. Um, I see it kind of being an offensive game here. They are ranked pretty similarly, but there is one key thing I think it comes down to is Davidson's three ball. They're fourth in three-point percent per Ken Palm, where Alabama right now shot the lights out from beyond the arc last year. This year, not so much. They are uh, 149th in three-point percent. So I really think Davidson's ability to knock it down so far this year from deep is going to allow them to keep this game close if Bama does go on any of those extended runs. I also think that Davidson's defense is going to smack Bama in the mouth. We saw with Bama against uh, Memphis. Now, that was in Memphis, but again, this isn't a neutral floor, so I'm not too worried about it. A couple of key things I found. Davidson, 63.5 points per game allowed compared to Bama, 72.8. Defensive rebounding is where I think this game is going to be won as well. 23rd in the nation for Davidson, 223rd for the Alabama Crimson Tide on the defensive glass. I absolutely love it. I think that their defense is going to uh, wreak havoc, all, havoc on the Crimson Tide. And if anybody's coughing up the rock, partner, and my friends, it ain't going to be the Wildcats of Davidson University. They're 24th in offensive turnover percent and 93rd in defensive turnover percent per Ken Palm. Simple comparison to Alabama, 165th and 269th in those same exact categories. I think they win the turnover battle. I think they win the rebounding battle. And I think that when this game gets tight down to the wire, when Davidson is having a nice look at the cover, maybe this is a four to five point game. They're all of a sudden going to have opportunities at the charity stripe that Alabama isn't able to produce. And their 76% from the stripe is going to overtake Bama at 67.9%. C's get degrees in my book. D's are failing. Give me all of the doggone Wildcats at plus 10.5. But if you don't believe me, believe a couple trends. Davidson, 4-1 ATS, last five versus a team with a winning straight-up record. Davidson is also 36-17-2. Hey, partner, their last 54 Tuesday games, Ooh. just in case you were listening, trying to get me, pal. Also 5-1 ATS, last six December games. And Bama, you know me, mid-major okay. king. Mm-hmm. Two and eight ATS, an SEC team against their last 10 A10 opponents, oh. my friend. Give me all of the Davidson Wildcats at plus 10 and a half. Okay, if this actually drops down, I could see it dropping down a little bit as well. Either way, no way this happens on a neutral court. Uh, give me all of the Wildcats. Once again, plus 10 and a half, third, best bet of the day. You're talking my language at the end there with that conference split, dude. Yeah, baby. Uh, I mean, the biggest thing for me, like if Alabama was playing at their best right now, clicking on all cylinders, A, it probably wouldn't be a 10-point spread, but I would still be a lot more tentative. But, you Talk know, we already saw them. Right, right. they already dropped like that talk. game against Memphis a little bit ago, and you mentioned mm-hmm. it to me. They only beat uh, Jacksonville State by six on a 19-point spread. That's uh, that's more, obviously not a loss, but you know what I'm trying to say as far as you can almost kind of, they themselves should treat it as a loss is kind of what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Uh, more than know what you mean. Jacksonville State is no Davidson, my friend. Uh, Davidson is a wagon right now, so no way I can bet against him. I wanted to, but they are steaming along right now. So there you go. There you have it. Two more plays, my friends. Let's get through them quickly, fastly, not so much in a hurry. Be quick, but don't hurry. Shout out the legendary John Wooden. 
Uh, it's not a Monday or Friday, but hey, always got to use the opportunity to dish one in there too. So without further ado, going to a very nice Big East matchup. Uh, Big East, Big 12, I guess. Uh, or is, are they both Big East, Mags? Yeah, yeah Big to, East. They're both Big East? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to see how much I don't pay attention to the Power Fives. Going to the Xavier Musketeers against the Villanova Wildcats. And no way should the Musketeers be six-and-a-half-point dogs in this spot. Helena Cell, shout-out, CC John Rostein, any way you want to call it. Left, right, and center, the Xavier Musketeers have been absolutely killing their opponents. They are 11-1 straight up, 9-3 and three against the number overall. They've only had one road game, but they won it outright and covered the numbers, so I'm not too worried about that whatsoever. Nova has been a decent team, but pretty inconsistent against the numbers. 7-4 and four straight up, 5-6 and six ATS. On the their home hardwood oh man they're undefeated three and oh straight up two and one against the numbers so far this year but i call fooey on those numbers my friend because they played mount st mary's st joseph's and howard's give me a fucking break i ain't buying it they're overvalued to the max in this spot and i will take all of the points that the books are willing to give me with the musketeers maybe with a little potential sprinkle by game time on that money line couple of key reasons as to why we are going to witness hell in a cell here tonight from the uh good old xavier musketeers they're 95th or no i'm sorry 75th in tempo compared to nova's 348th i think they get out and stretch the legs nova can't do anything about it and that's really going to be uh, a large part of why we see the uh, musketeers covering is because they're able to get those fast break points and uh, really utilize that tempo advantage they are an extremely evenly matched uh, two teams for this uh, this point to be any bigger than a buck or this spread to be any bigger than a bucket rather 81st in expected field or effective field goal for Xavier 150th for Villanova they are 20th in opponent effective field goal them being uh, Xavier once again whereas Villanova is 165th in opponent effective field goal percent I think those are going to loom extremely large you're going to see um, Villanova struggle from time to time to get the ball in the basket there's a couple key areas that I uh, see Villanova struggling in and ex- actually their three ball that's where they really depend on getting some of those points if they go down they love to depend on that three to get them back in get a couple of quick points get them back in rotation and I just don't think it's going to make a difference for them today because Xavier can knock them down and answer right back 91st in the nation and three point percent per Ken Palm for Xavier 165th in the nation for Villanova so I think they knocked down a few more last but not least uh they match up extremely well as far as height and uh, Xavier has a little bit more depth behind them Xavier is 156 52nd, apologize, uh, on their bench ranked per Ken Palm, whereas Villanova, 348th uh, in bench per Ken Palm. Xavier, 28th in height, whereas Villanova, 107th in height. So Xavier's got plenty to keep up with them. Uh, they got more than enough depth to uh, keep rotation going as well. So I absolutely love Xavier in this spot. I will take all of the points. I might even. I don't think it's a might even. I'm going to sprinkle on the money line. I think they're going to get the job done out right here. But for my best bet, I will take all of the points. You don't believe me. Believe the trends. Xavier 5-1 ATS last six following a straight-up win. Xavier 7-2 ATS last nine following an ATS loss. 
six and two ATS last eight versus a team with a winning percent that is straight up uh, above 600. A- Xavier's also eight and three ATS last 11 as a road dog. Villanova two and six ATS their last eight versus a team with a winning straight up record above 600 once again in Villanova. One and four ATS their last five games versus a Big East opponent. Give me all of the Musketeers plus six and a half as my fourth best bet of the day. You had me interested, partner. I was torn on this one all morning, but you're right. It's hell in a cell, and this Villanova offense is ice cold right now. And the other thing that was stopping me and having me actually interested in Villanova when I woke up this morning was what Villanova has done the last two or three years to this Xavier team. Mm. But now it's really, what after what you said and looking at it deeper, this Xavier <clears throat> team this year is night and day better than what they were the last couple of years. It's not the same 100%. thing at all. And I think I'll be a believer in Villanova on the entire season, but they're just scuffling on, scuffling on offense right now. And you're telling me there's a team that's hot as hell that's called Hell in a Cell. Let's go. I'm with you on the points, man. I'm I'm backing you. I'm backing you on this one. And I don't I don't I don't Let's think go. you're uh, crazy at all for thinking that there's value on the money line either. That's a hell of a load of value, if yeah. you ask me. Yeah, I think they could definitely get it done outright, and that is a lot of value on the Musketeers. So. There you go. There you have it. Last play coming from me. Last call. Last call. Everybody to the bar. Get your final rounds. We are going to the matchup between the Utah Valley Wolverines and the Washington Huskies. We're taking the Utah Valley Wolverines plus six and a half. Once again, they are simply way too hot to uh, fade at any capacity against this Washington team, even though they uh, just burned us on Saturday. However, I think we bounce back in a huge way if you decide to back me on Utah Valley. Utah Valley, eight and three straight up, six and three ATS overall. They're three and two ATS on the road, so not too worried about that. Washington, this is what jumped out to me. Five and five straight up, three and six ATS overall. But they're only one in five ATS against the number with a three and four straight up record. They have struggled to cover at home. They have been extremely overvalued time and time again. And I think that's what we see here yet again. Utah Valley is six and two uh, against the number in their last 10 games. They had two games that had no spread set to them. Washington three and six ATS their last 10. I know that's nine games because they had one game that had no spread set with it as well. A couple of key things here. I think uh, we see a offensive game. The defenses are pretty similar. Nothing really you can draw from that. So I think we see an offensive game here where actually Utah Valley holds a pretty solid edge. Averaging 76.3 points per game to Washington's 64.5 points per game. I also uh, went a little bit deeper into effective field goal percent, two-point percent, and three-point percent per Ken Palm. Utah Valley, 183rd effective field goal, 149th in two-point percent, and 234th from beyond the arc. However... Simple comparison to Washington, and it's night and day. 320th in effective field goal percent, 315th in two-point percent, and 282nd from beyond the arc. I also think that Utah Valley cleans up the glass left, right, and center. Uh, they are 100 and th- or. I apologize, not 185th in offensive rebounding percent. That's where that 100 came from, I think. And 107th in defensive rebounding percent, maybe there too. But Washington, 174th in offensive rebounding percent, 323rd outside of the top 300 in defensive rebounding percent. And especially with Utah Valley being really strong in that offensive rebounding category, I think we see them 
absolutely obliterate a smaller Washington team on the uh, boards here today. You say smaller, yeah, there is no mismatch here. Utah Valley 58th in height per Ken Palm, uh, where Washington's only 68th, so it's only 10 spots, but it's still a decent enough size advantage that I, I don't see any mismatch here, regardless of what conferences we're talking about. Last but certainly not least, some of these tighter spread games, I always like to look at uh, free throws. We have one more advantage here, my friends. Utah Valley averaging 72.6 from the charity stripe, whereas the Huskies 67.3%. Give me all of the Wolverines plus 6.5. I think they get the job done easy here. They might get an outright win as well. I think they're being extremely undervalued, but you don't believe me. Take the points and believe the trends. Utah Valley 6-1 ATS last seven following a straight-up win. 4-1 ATS last five as a dog. 4-1 ATS last five on the road. Washington 2-5 ATS last seven at home. Washington 1-5 ATS last six as a home favorite. 1-6 ATS last seven following a straight-up win. And 2-6 ATS closing everything out their last eight Tuesday games. Give me the Utah Valley Wolverines plus six and a half for my final best bet of the day. Get me out of here, partner. Go ahead, man. I mean, I like the pick. I'm going to be staying away from this one, not because I don't like the pick. I just, uh, Utah Valley's got some value all season long. Still trying to figure out what the damn, who the damn Huskies are. Uh, Pac-12 is, yeah, I, I agree with you. Pac-12 is just my one. Uh, I think for me, it's personally just getting chapped on Saturday uh, and not, uh, you know, taking a taking a seat back on it for a that. game. I do like the play, man. I think Utah Valley is better than Seattle. They pose a better matchup, but I'm going to see myself I think if that doesn't one. happen on Saturday, this is at two and a half or three I and agree. a half. I uh, agree. 150%. I, I, I just, I don't think we're going to get many more opportunities like this sure. on Utah Valley, and, and yeah, I don't want to pass up on it. So sure, there you go. Enough. There you have it. Okie dokie artichokies. That does it for my best bets of the day. Our mags dished all of his out. What do we got left for the first half of the show? Well, I'm so glad you asked. It's a special play of the day. It takes two for to tango the two for Tuesday parlay. It is ticket cash and Tuesday here on this gorgeous December the 21st, 2021. And we got a couple of plays here, both collegiate plays. One of them is from the NCAA football gridiron. The other one is from the NCAA basketball hardwood. Partner, which one you want? You want basketball? You want uh, football? What one do you feel? Football like? I can okay. take the football leg. Okay, because I like that. Because originally you were on uh, the opposite side. Now we kind of talked about it. We said, hey, this might have some doggone good value. I'll back you up wherever you finish. I got some trends for it as well. But partner, let him have the first leg of the two for Tuesday parlay. Most definitely. Also, because I had uh, the nuggets that I was going to use pulled up on my phone right in front of me. But hey, hot dog. uh, We'll steam along here. But first leg, college bowl game, San Diego State versus UTSA. We're taking the... What? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I apologize. Wait, wait, wait. We, 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 we got to set the stage. It is the Tropical Smoothie oh, Cafe Frisco Bowl, baby. What you know about that? The Tropical Smoothie Jeez. Cafe Frisco Bowl. Max, please continue. 
Someone, whoever's, so I've just been seeing Frisco Bowl. Someone just, just own the damn name, dude. That's an incredible name. Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. Don't hide a half of the name and just say, oh, it's the Frisco okay, Bowl. Okay, it's okay, the okay. damn Two Tropical seconds. Sm- <laughs> yeah. Two seconds for you tell them. Why the fuck doesn't Steak and Shake sponsor the fucking Frisco Bowl? They have a Frisco Melt. What the hell are we talking about? Like, it, it, you know, I, I know Can't sometimes. Can't imagine Steak and no, Shake's had a nice. It's not uh, there this morning. You know, I know I forget to wipe dipshit off of my forehead sometimes. And I don't know nothing about marketing or anything, but, you know, the Frisco melt from Steak and Shake. The yeah. Steak and Shake Frisco Bowl seems yeah. rolls that off is, the tongue. Rolls it does off, roll the, off tongue. the tongue. The, the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl, I, I, I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack having to get all those words out of my face. But yeah, what do I know? The tropical Smoothie I? Cafe Bowl? I don't know. Hey. This is not my leg to dish out. No. Partner, please continue. <laughs> I'm sorry for the rabbit hole. <laughs> no, that was fantastic. San Diego State Aztecs on the money line. We're not. Uh, we don't want to get yes, too sir. crazy with the spread. I do yes, like sir. it. I don't know about you, partner, but for, sure. uh, for the parlay, I feel very, very solid about a money line play because I could see this ending exactly at three. It wouldn't be uh, out of the question for this one to be within three, and San Diego State gets that win. Um, but this one actually flipped. Uh, San Diego State opened when they dry- released this game. San Diego State opened as the short dog in this game, but uh, UTSA's Star running back Sincere McCormick is not going to be playing in this game. He declared for the NFL draft, and boy, oh boy, is he an absolute stud. still think UTSA can play, but a lot of times, A, obviously when you lose your best player on offense, that's a tough blow, but that kind of leaves some uh, morale as far as the rest of the team is concerned and kind of has them, you know, anti-motivated. I don't know if you want to say, but go ahead, partner. I would say so for sure, 37th in the nation in rushing yards, thanks to that running back you just mentioned there. But I digress once again. Please to continue, sir. To add to that, backup running back, shout out Colin Wilson at the Action App for the stat. Backup running backs, Brandon Brady and BJ Daniels, have combined for less than 400 yards on 82 attempts the entire season. Uh, So there is not much experience there. Still a solid quarterback for UTSA, but this San Diego State team is really, really damn solid. Can you say Um, a couple fumble rooskies? Hey, maybe a couple mm-hmm. fumble rooskies. How about it? Uh, because the San Diego defense, uh, San Diego State defense is really solid. And I don't know if I've ever used a, an individual punter as far as an analysis. Uh, but the Ray Guy Award for the best punter in the entire country. Partner, people buzz about this guy. This ain't no fooey n- nonsense. Matt Ariza is Matt an absolute Ariza. surgeon. This man, uh, uh, UTSA is going to be pinned deep into their own territory. This is not fake uh, analysis. This okay. is legit. Okay. This is a very, very, this guy is going to be in the NFL very, very soon. Don't know what his eligibility is. Not sure if it'll be next year or not, but he ain't declared for the NFL draft if he is eligible. He's going to be dropping balls inside the five. This is not an exaggeration. UTSA is going to be pinned, and you're giving me a UTSA pinned inside the five without their star running back. Give us a San Diego State Aztecs money line, baby. Damn, I like that a lot. Hashtag for the brand. Shout out uh, Pat McAfee, all the boys at PMI. Uh, dude, I had no idea that uh, – I'm a big fan of San Diego State too. I back them a lot, and I still had no idea that was the thing. I love their defense. This is one of the main reasons why I love this play. Um, this line totally flipping absolutely makes no sense. I Sometimes when it flips, though, then it ends up being like a point or two points or something. So that's why we're taking the money line on the uh, on the parlay here. But you said it, partner. I think I'm comfortable with uh, them winning by more than a field goal. I just, 
especially when your main attack is the rush and then now your number one running back has declared for the NFL draft and you got to uh, pick up a couple of guys who who knows what that split is overall but 82 attempts and not over 500 yards is is not good whatsoever I mean barely over 400 so I absolutely love the Aztecs here on the money line, right around minus 140. Hammer that in for the first leg of the two for Tuesday parlay, but the second leg, we're going to the hardwood of the collegiate basketball variety. And we're going to the matchup between the Delaware Fighting Blue Hens and the Iona Gales. And if you have to question it, you must not watch this show enough. We're taking the Iona Gales minus six and a half. Um, not really much you need to say here. It's just a uh, total misplacement in uh, competition Iona's way better than what Delaware is Delaware uh the Blue Hens man they were uh, kind of predicted I know I gave them out as a couple a uh, couple of times actually early on in the year or even maybe just took them by myself and I thought they were going to be really good this year and they've been really underwhelming they haven't been able to cover right when you get them in a spot like this it's like oh yeah I think they're going to be great I think it's going to be perfect six and a half way too many and then they just absolutely get curb stomped. Uh, this game is on a neutral court, by the way, so I, I'm not really concerned. Um, Iona still dominates teams on neutral yeah. courts, regardless of where, where they play. They still take care of business. A um, couple of key stats or a couple of key trends actually um, behind the Gales and behind the Blue Hens in this one, why we like laying the six and a half. Blue Hens, one in five ATS in their last six games, which is a team with a straight up winning percent above 600. So they really do not play up to good opponents. They haven't all year so far. And Iona has absolutely been dominant, dominant, dominant. 15, five and one ATS last 21 as a favorite. Uh, four and one ATS last five Tuesday games. I'll always give you one of those. Nine, one and one ATS their last 11 games as a neutral site favorite partner. And then uh, they're also 15, five and one ATS their last 21 neutral site games overall. I think the Gales absolutely roll here. I think uh, I would be comfortable taking the spread all the way up to double digits. I don't know about you. Uh, if you got anything else remaining, but uh, that does it for me. Our second leg of the day on the two for Tuesday parlay, the Iona Gales minus six and a half. I don't have too much to add, dude. I mean, Iona's kind of been chomping at the bit. They've had a couple cancellations, can't get anything figured out. And they seem, I don't know why, this just they just seem ready to rock and roll and ready to smack a team like this in the absolute mouth, dude. I, I have no issues. I agree. I think they get it done by double digits. Yeah, this might be a 30-point uh, win here for the old Gales. Yeah. This might be insane. So there you go. There you have it. The two legs on the two for Tuesday parlay. Bye. Paying out at over two to one odds. What do you got? Number one, if you're liking some more punting facts, first in FBS history in punt average, dude. Best of all time. The best of all time. This, so like, is, like I say, he, this wasn't Fugazi. This might be, this is one of the best punters in the history of college football. So he is technically the GOAT when it just comes to college college football. Like also he kicks is, field goals. He is the GOAT. And he kicks field goals? Oh, yeah, dude. Well, he's going to have to decide when he goes to the league, or is he just going to be doing them both? Save a spot on the damn roster, dude. Give me I mean, a break. I mean, I guess that's a good point. Who knows? Who I don't knows know. what the hell happens? I honestly don't know how if he's like super accurate as a, as a field goal kicker or not. He can kick some bombs, though, that's for sure. Hey, well, there you go. There you have it, dude. I am, uh, I'm excited to see this dude play. I hope you're not hyping I, him up. And uh, he, just, uh, has, he has a fucking stinker of a game in the <gasps> Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. In 2021, how about that? Hey, Steak and Shake, <laughs> shout out. If you want to uh, somebody to run your fucking marketing operation over there, you got a damn thing on your menu that uh, is literally in the bowl name, yeah. Frisco, Frisco Melt, you know, Steak and Shake Frisco Bowl. 
Rolls off the tongue a little bit more, but who am I? Just a humble podcaster. I apologize, all you corporate suits that I just pissed off. Continuing with today's show, we now move on to the segment and partner. The producer was on top of it today. He's already ready to rock and roll. Usually he's got to spend some extra time, but right now it's time to recap the TTL Crew's best bets of the day. So my friends, I humbly ask you to rip out your sports books, pull out your papers and your pens, or maybe your pencils if you are an accident-prone human being, or whatever method you prefer to utilize when taking stock of the TTL Crew's best bets of the day. Because as I bring this man back live in Prime time with us. He adjusts his headphones. We now recap the TTL Crew's best bets of the day for December the 21st, 2021. If you would so kindly turn your attention all the way above me and my partner to the top left portion of your screen. Seems like forever and a day ago we talked about him. Our Mags picks of the day. Two picks coming from the matchup between the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams. He's taking the LA Rams minus six and a half. Not afraid to lay the chalk. And he's taking the Seattle Seahawks under 19 and a half on their team total. He's also going to the college basketball hardwood. Fading the Grambling State Tigers and back in the TCU Frogs. Horn Frogs minus 22. If you turn your attention to the top right portion of your screen, the mid-major king has now entered the chat. Five dogs that I think are going to be barking for us today, my friends. We're taking the Jacksonville Dolphins, plus six and a half. The Marshall Thundering Herd, plus two and a half. Fine with it up to three and a half. Davidson, plus ten and a half. Xavier, plus six and a half. And Utah Valley Wolverines, plus six and a half. If you look right above us, today's special play of the day, the always popular two for Tuesday parlay. Two legs on that bad boy paying out at plus 223 odds in the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. We are taking the San Diego State University Aztecs on their money line, but are comfortable with the spread. But take the damn money line, my friend. And we're also going to the college basketball hardwood matchup between the Delaware Fighting Blue Hens and the Iona Gales. Taking the Iona Gales minus six and a half. My friends, I see one, two, three, eight, nine plays making it to the pay window. I hope you have your brooms out. I hope you're ready to rock and roll. I hope you're ready to fill your bankroll. But before we can do any and all of that, we need you to lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day that are primed for ticket cashing at whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. Let's go, dude. Oof. Let's go, dude. Come on. I got myself way too stoked to watch punters tonight, dude. Come on. Come on, dude. <laughs> and you and and you got fucking Johnny Hecker on the Rams, bro. You got Johnny Hecker on the Rams, too. It's about to be a fucking punt clinic from the teams that we Jeez. have our money on right Jeez. now. This is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, Mags. Speaking of ridiculous, 2-0 start to the week for the Moneyline Dice. You see it as Oof. the remaining... Lines of lettering, words, whatever you want to say on the page. Moneyline Dice Roll of the Day. We're going to the NBA hardwood as I bring us back in here for the matchup between the Indiana Pacers and the Miami Heat. 
Let me get this out of here so we uh, can have a nice smooth show sailing the rest of the way. Don't have any glitching out here. See you later. Shout out Canva. Uh, that uh, is what we utilize. The uh, the graphics intern utilizes. Appreciate you, graphics shout intern. Out. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, outside of that, let's get on into Moneyline Dice Roll of the Day. They are here. They are ready to rock and roll. I kept them sleeping until it was showtime because they said, hey, we need a little extra time. Stay under the covers. Stay warm. It's a little cold in the Windy City. We were a little balmy yesterday. Keep us warm. Keep us good. And we'll come out and dish out some more winners. So without further ado, my friends, they are here. They are live. They are ready in prime time. Now, I've told everybody the team's partner, but the one problem is uh, I have not uh, told them where this game is being played at, who the favorite is, who the underdog is, maybe uh, what this entire game total is set at. None of those facts have come out of my face, so I need your help. Dish all of them out if you could be so kind, and uh, while you do, I'll uh, get these cute little objects that be the Moneyline Dice out of their carrying pouch and uh, get them ready for their all-knowing rolling ability. All right, my friends. So this one is going to be in Miami, Florida. Miami Heat hosting the Indiana Pacers. Pacers, the favorite, minus two on the road. Uh, some of that is because the Heat are a little shorthanded tonight. What are you laughing about? Have you have, have you ever seen that fucking 30 for 30? Um, I, I can't think of which one. I think it's the one with Reggie Miller. Uh, I don't, but it cuts to a fan, and he goes, "I shaved my head and painted it. Go Pacers!" <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that, just, uh, that just popped right into my fucking head. Right uh, as you which said one is that? Uh, I'm gonna have to find that. I know exactly. Where you're, I like, shaved he's, my like, head super and painted bald dude, it. <laughs> bald dude that's basically like a football helmet, but it's the Pacers almost. Yeah. 100%. I, I might need to find that. Go Pacers! That might have been... No, that might have been... I could be... Because I feel like I know what you're talking about as far as the Reggie Miller one. I don't think I've seen that. I might be, it might maybe have been it Last Dance a, with Jordan, dude. Uh, maybe it was... A, no. No, I don't think it was the Last know, either Dance. Way, it was either a way. long time ago I saw that, but... I'll try and it, find it in a second. We'll, yeah, we'll find that here in a minute for the second half of the show. I know exactly what you're talking a, about, though. Oh, electric. Oh, oh, man, I shaved my head and painted it. Dude. <laughs> they don't mess around about their Pacers, man. Indiana basketball is rabid. Pacers are the favorite, minus two on the road. The Miami Heat are a little short-handed today. I do believe no Jimmy Butler. Still trying to find exactly who's not out. Bam Adebayo might also be out. Uh, so the Pacers probably rightfully favored on the road, minus two. The total is 209, partner. So Pacers minus two and a total of 209. Pacers minus two, total of 209. All right. Yeah, let me try <laughs> Because there's Try also, I know in the last dance there was some like, Ooh, there was some shit. like Pacers fans. Because, because I mean Pacers Bulls in the '90s and you know, oh, early 2000s, like there's some rabid Pacers I, fans. I, clips, yeah, oh there is. I know. I remember seeing this one like a long time ago. But holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Home team or away team from the money line dice? Are we going with the away team favored on the road, Indiana Pacers, or the home puppy dogs, the Miami Heat? I do believe you said uh, Bam Adebayo still out, and uh, uh, not 100 sure. Jimmy is out, I believe, and it looked like Bam is also out. Uh, still a little unsure, honestly. Okie dokie, Artichoke. Well, without further ado, we find out what side we take for the first roll of the day. In three, oh, in two, in one. Away team, go Pacers! <laughs> First roll of the day. Now, oh, fuck, that's not the right one. We don't go to over-under. I need the money line in ATS. Oh, jeez, oh, what am I doing? So, sorry, it was home team? 
Too much away CBD. Team. Away team. Too much CBD away today. Uh, away team. Uh, money line or ATS. Will we be laying the two? Not chalky whatsoever. Or just getting a little bit of chalk with the uh, money line. We all find out in three. In two. In one. ATS. Go Pacers. <laughs> Minus two. There you go. There you have it. The money line dice. First official play of the day. Money line dice say Indiana Pacers minus two. Now, the wild card roll. Will the dice say we double down once again, boys? Do not ever doubt us. Maybe, hey, think about going to uh, the total here. We got another play for you there. Two tickets coming your way. Or wait a minute. We got to re-roll just to make sure everything is in good working order. So without further ado, we find out the last roll of the day in three, in two. In one. Under gold Pacers. Pacers in the under. I'm struggling Pacers to find it, dude. Under 209. I know. I got. I got. I'll. We'll find it in the second half once you start your uh, R-Mag <laughs> sidebar, dude. But do you remember? Do you remember this lady from the last dance, though? Pacers oh, fuck fan. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. The dice have spoken! If you want a guaranteed take two tickets to the window tonight, you heard it here first, not from me, not from Mags, by no physical living human being on this planet, but from the inanimate, all-knowing, ever-present, cubicle, money line dice. Hammer in right here, right now, no questions, qualms, or quarries. Go Pacers! Minus two and under 209 in their matchup with the Miami Heat tonight. Thank you, Dice. I like it. Thank you, Dice. Thank you. Thank you, Dice. I like it. Thank you, Dice. Uh, hey, it is almost Christmas time, too. Uh, if any of you guys would like your own set of Moneyline Dice or any of the other beautiful merchandise they have over there they got a uh, tracking book also mma scorecard uh loads of other merchandise hat shirt yada 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 you know the works um make for great stocking stuffers i have been utilizing mags have been utilizing them way before we partnered with them got on the show um just fun little something something you know you can't freaking uh, wrap your mind around a play and then all of a sudden you uh roll a set of dice and you go two and oh and you're up four units just because some uh cubicle objects rolled for you about 53, 54% lifetime for the crew. So just something to think about. But again, nothing off limits uh, for you at MoneylineDice.com in this episode's description. Enter code TTL10 at checkout. You're going to get 10% off your first order at MoneylineDice.com. So there you go. There you have it, my friends. Today's Moneyline Dice roll of the day. One more time, Indiana Pacers minus two and the under 209. All right, uh, it's been crazy, it's been wild, it's uh, been filled with rabbit holes already. Um, I, we gotta start putting out some clips of this stuff, dude. Like, uh, we gotta yeah. either have somebody to rewatch this and have the clip because we just had some funny ass shit. Like, we were laughing oh, hard right there, and I can't I even. Serves. Like, dude, I like, wish I want. You know I know what? exactly. I'll I can find picture it, here, it in man. my head. I'm usually ah. extremely good at finding these really, really specific, like. I'll totally nonsensical, irrelevant like nuggets it. on the internet, but I'm struggling to. I'll find it. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we, 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 cause there's some good parts, but yeah, dude, I when we just like we're on the show. I don't remember half the shit we talk about, half yeah. the shit we do, and then I get off and then I like rewatch some of the stuff as I'm clipping a few things. I'm like, oh damn, I totally forgot we talked about that. But there you go. There you have it. Okay, uh, second half of today's show. 
Armag sidebar, a little bit of banter coming from all of that. You know, a couple of daily leans we'll talk about, and then the always important TTL announcements. But kicking it off, as I look for hopefully this uh, video, partner. Anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 187 of the TTL pod on this beautiful <laughs> December 21st, 2021. I've got no, nothing crazy, dude. I will make it quick, but we didn't talk about it yesterday, and I, maybe you didn't watch it because there was a lot of stuff going on. I find it hard, found it hard to, to have time to watch it this past weekend. But that damn golf tournament with Tiger Woods and Charlie Woods and all of their dad and all these players' dude. dads and sons, dude, that shit was an awesome tournament, dude. It was a tight tournament. It's obviously not the same high stakes shit, but it was entertaining, man. I wish they had put this on a random weekend where we don't have a ton of sports action, because I mean there was a million one things going on. I was like, I had, to, I think I switched over for some bowl games for an hour or so here and there, just because I wanted to watch it. Um, but I would watch the entire thing. You had Tiger and then Charlie Woods just beyond them. You had John Daly and his son, John Daly too. John Daly ripping heaters on the 18th as they close out the damn tournament on Sunday, man. It was yep. electric. Yeah, it was, it was it electric. Was you had, did you see Justin Thomas? Um, it was him and his dad. Uh, and they were like, they were leading or tied for the lead on Saturday, but Justin Thomas, not funny, but also just like, just kind of shenanigans. Like his dad could barely finish the entire, uh, entire round because his back like typical dad oh, like my back my back <laughs> oh, my back shit. i could barely swing damn. uh but then justin thomas is still carrying him playing like the best player in the damn world it was electric man uh and i i either they need more of those another one of those or move that to a weekend where we don't have college bowl action don't have nfl action ufc all this different <laughs> stuff because did you find it did you find it bro i typed it into twitter to see if i could find any shit June 3rd of 2013, Cap and Colt at Colt TTL You're Sports tweets. I shaved my head and painted it. Go Pacers! <laughs> no picture, though? No picture, but oh, I shit you hilarious, not. that's hilarious, though. I shit you not. I shit you not. I'm going to quote tweet hilarious. that. I'm going to quote tweet that, and I'm going to fucking... I, I got to save that fucking tweet. So I'm going to... I got to send that to myself. Hold on. That is fucking electric. I I cannot believe... 2013. No. What was the date on it? Uh, June 3rd of 2013. I fucking tweeted that shit. <laughs> June 3rd, oh, 2013. Man. Let me send uh, old Cap and Colt. I'll shave my head and painted it. <laughs> Go, Pacers! I can't fucking... Damn, I can't find the video, though, dude. But, yeah, that... um, Talk about absolutely electric with uh, Charlie Woods. Dude, spitting absolute image. He's, oh, Tiger. these kids are I good. Mean, Henrik Stenson and his yeah, son, too, yeah. man. Oh, and then... Um, um, oh, help me out, big boy with the beard. Um, why, yeah, dude? I'm gonna know. His John Daly, you talking John about? John Daly, yes, yeah, goodness yeah. fucking gracious. Um, his um, his son, John Daly Jr. Goodness, drop down. Great. He's a freshman at Arkansas. He's on the on the Arkansas SEC. Dropping Arkansas darts, team, dropping darts. I mean, everything in between. I can't find that damn video. I I don't know what the hell you would even freaking call. I because I I typed one in. I'm trying to figure out like why. 
I so found – I don't know what the fuck it would have been for because I would have been in freaking high school still. I w- would have been a junior in high school, I think. I don't know. Somewhere I'm trying to see ballpark. like some certain release dates of these like 30 for 30s because they were big while we were in high school as far as like, they when they huge. came out. Like, you they know, people, I, you and I didn't know each other then, but I remember it being like, oh, let's watch that as it's fucking on, you know? Yeah, you were going to, to class with about – 200 kids in there and i was in bumblefuck nowhere with three other kids in my <laughs> class yeah far cry from uh where we came from uh you had 300 in your class or your high school uh, no in my entire high school i had okay. like 195 in oh, my okay. class okay. i had like three kids with me not 300 <laughs> like three other fucking kids dude especially because i was like in ap classes and uh i because if i i mean like i'm not the smartest fucking brightest bowl in the bowl drawer but i fucking <laughs> i fucking that's the show, like, folks. That's the show which, but i fucking like i you know i i did pretty well in school i didn't do terrible except freshman year of college i about flunked out of that motherfucker i found out really quick you had to open up a book like to actually yes, like damn. actually like because i never opened up a book in high school it was just easy and i got straight a's like it didn't fucking matter to me and then i went to college i got kicked right in the fucking teeth dude Fucking first F I ever got in my entire life about flunked out of calculus. I don't even know what got us down this fucking rabbit hole, but yeah, I, I almost either. didn't fucking wait. I almost didn't graduate because that stupid calculus class, bro. Fucking oh, that was the worst class ever. But uh, yeah, your uh, your sidebar, fucking Charlie and uh, Tiger Woods. I think we kind of fucking wrapped up all the conversation on that one. For the, for the most part, I mean, it was only two days. Basically, I want more of it. I want more. I mean, golf, the popularity of golf, especially with the gambling world, is kind of picking up. Yeah. But uh, the popularity of these, like, random events like that are picking up, too. And that one, like, I would take that one ten times out of ten over whatever, whoever versus who, the match. Like, I mean, I'll watch that yeah, stuff. That but it, this was so far and away better than that stuff, dude. And then only two days, and then now we got to wait another year or whatever. They decide to have the next PNC Classic. Like, yeah. uh, it's just like, it sucks. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. fun event to watch. I like watching it a lot. I but, mean, hey, hey, good to see Tiger. Good to see him back out and rocking and rolling there, too, for sure. Say, didn't look, uh, you know, didn't look in, great, like, uh, you know, competing for the Masters shape. But at shit, least he's out sh- there playing, uh, yeah. Well, not hurting it didn't 19 look like. under 20 under him and uh charlie like pfft. i mean gee many christmas that's good enough for me um nothing nothing breaking nfl wise really dude like i was kind of yeah to, i thought we would have had something by now i was kind of trying to look through um jonathan abram probably i mean dislocated shoulder greater safety not uh not a huge huge loss but i mean pretty big loss for them i guess um outside of that i mean there's just nothing there's usually something going on by now i mean there's just not really uh much nonsense happening uh in the uh, old sports world are, are we missing something what was there something yeah, i don't know that, uh, was, i was gonna stand on my we... soapbox as far as like the viewing i mean you know how i am with like oh, this okay. game needs to be sooner than this game hold on hold on if we're talking about soapboxes here pal <laughs> I need to figure out the closest um, closest number I can get to whoever runs that fucking dog and pony show over there at the NFL officiating office. Mm. Um, I, the closest thing I can get to a direct line because I need to have some serious conversations. It's, this has been 15 weeks in a row now. One way or another, they find a way to kick the Chicago Bears square in the motherfucking teeth. And it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous, dude. Like, 
it was one thing calling the fucking taunting yabbity 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 and like some of these I could go on for days some of these little ticky tack bullshit but you have a guy who's literally never played in his entire life and he's going like on an NFL field in his entire life and he's going for a huge tackle a huge play of arguably the best back in the league outside of Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor Dalvin Cook sure and you're gonna call him for a chop block because he's diving through that player to the tackle and he just so happens to make inadvertent contact with his legs. And then speaking of inadvertent contact, inadvertent helmet with uh, contact with the helmet. I don't even think there was content with the contact with the helmet. The assholes over there at NFL officiating decided it was cute to put out the video and say, oh, they called it so correct. I still don't think it was. You Jagaloons look even stupider putting that video out because if you can't make that hit, then what's the fucking point of playing football? I asked you that. What is the point of playing football? Because last time I checked, this was a sport of hitting people square in the teeth. Smacking them right in the mouth, as a few people would say that we look up to and follow. <laughs> this is a sport of hard-nosed, knockdown, drag-out fellas. And here we are wrapping them in fucking pillows and bubble wrap. What say you? I'm glad you mentioned this, partner, because not to uh, not to take away from the Bears, this actually happened to the Packers on Sunday oh. against the Ravens. The, but seriously, it was the exact. It was. I think there was more. Um, as far as I, I like, I'm not. I'm saying it was pissing me off because you have a 200 pound or less six foot defensive back trying to fly down through a 280 pound offensive lineman to get to the running back. On the surface, before you watch it, it's like, oh my god, what a great play. Well, what else is he supposed to do? Try and go through a two a guy a hundred pounds heavier. You than have him? to block He's get him. his ass kicked. Yeah, and I, I think it's a great play. They need to change that rule because I get it as far as like, yeah, it might be you know it's dangerous for that lineman's legs, but okay, the alternative okay. is the alternative is is to just not run that play if you're on offense. Like all you're doing is just like why not run that play almost every single time if that's one hundred fifty percent because it's just nothing but flags. Well, number one, if that is to quote unquote protect the legs of the lineman, yeah. why the fuck wasn't the hit on Chris Godman Godwin? Now he's out for the entire year with a torn ACL. Why isn't that a hit against a defenseless receiver? But yet last night, inadvertent contact to a helmet is. It, 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 it's black and white. No wonder they fucking wear black and white on their shirts because they just mix everything together. It's a bunch of fucking gray areas. All it is. It's not they black just, or white. It's black and it, white. It, it's black and white. And they just fucking mix it all together. You know what? I fucking, you know what? Okay, here you go. Here it is. No, you, they're obviously not going to change. They obviously think they're right. So take the stripes away. Make them all gray uniform. So we know it's just all going to be muddied up bullshit. Hey, this is John Q. Sample, our replacement ref for the week. This is Sally H. Smith, our other replacement ref for the week. You guys have never refereed an NFL game in your entire life, but you have done 42 hours of classwork, so sounds good. Hey, uh, Bears. Hey, uh, Vikings. You guys are just going to have to deal with it. Welcome into it. Here we go. Happy Monday Night Football. Bright eyes, big smiles. Here we go. Let's go. Right, like, It's just, it's ridiculous, dude. It's Something ridiculous. Change. Something it, has it, to change. Like, teaching protocols or le learning protocols, how? revamping the entire rule book, because now... <laughs> How? <laughs> At this point, go ahead. How, you stick a pin in it, just two seconds. Yeah. How can you be literally like the only motherfucker standing up on the mountaintop? Up here on the mountaintop. <laughs> And fucking looking down at everybody. Just fucking looking down at everybody. And everyone. 
Everyone is saying you are a fucking moron. And you just sit up here in a high castle and go, I, the way I see it, everything seems to be in good working order. We'll sit up here in the hard castle. Fuck them. Fuck them all. Let's put out a video to piss them all off. Like, what the fuck? How can you, in your right mind, eh, there, there's not a single person, not a single person on the entire social media landscape that's like, ah, yeah, NFL officiating is doing it right this year. Untake oh, your pen, partner. I'm, I had to get it out. Damn um, bastards. let me make sure I can get, no, cause you're absolutely right, man. I might've lost my train of thought. Um, I know that was, a, that was more than I was expected, fantastic. but no, hey, that hey. was great. But <laughs> basically, I mean, you have to revamp everything. You have to put yeah. more accountability, like all these refs, most of them are already rich hoity toity dudes that do this in their free time. Like a lot of them are successful lawyers and they don't want to you know, they don't want to lose this opportunity. There needs to be more actual this is what you do for a living. There's accountability for it. Oh, and here's what I was going to say. Over the last 10 years, every single year, these rules that we keep coming across, it's like, oh, we have to change this. We have to change this. And we've kind of changed, tweaked it here and there, the catch rule, all these pass interference rules. And now it's just become so damn diluted that it just needs to be completely, not entirely revamped. Like they need to change the rules of fucking football, but just a right. few, here is the damn rule. Give us examples of what you might see, and this is how you referee it. And that's all it is. I mean, because as far as this type of stuff goes, the concern that there might be gambling incentives involved for these refs is only going to go grow higher in you, and I don't want to see that from people who are you know, advocating for sports gambling because that would be what ruins sports gambling is finding 100%. out that uh, more refs are you know, having some type of involvement in that sense. Yeah, I know. We always joke about that, but... At the end of the day, it's really not that much of a joke, man. Like, no, uh, I'm skeptical. Yeah, skeptical I am too. Man. I am too, 150%. And I know I joke about it and tweet it out sometime. Oh, we know who the refs had on the, the spread tonight. But maybe, I, maybe, maybe. who know knows sure. who am I to say. There's a couple of YouTube channels. Shout out some of these creators. I won't uh, – I'll, I'll put them out later if you really care. DM me, whatever the case might be. But – they got some conspiracy theories in the NFL and some shit. I it's like, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, okay, uh, that you know that 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 doesn't that's not the craziest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. So, I don't know, man. I, I like what else you said there. It needs to be like a year-round program because what happens is they fucking have what eighteen weeks of football and then see you later, peace out, whatever. We got our check, and then that's it. it why not? pay for them year-round to be in some time. Literally, like, you could put them in the fucking Bahamas for crying out loud. You're yeah. telling me the NFL Officiating Association an, doesn't... Off-season? Doesn't, yeah. they, they don't have enough money to do a fake... Even a half of a field, bro. Fucking Dak Prescott has enough money to do a half a field in the back of his house. You're telling me you guys can't do it. Ship them off to the Bahamas. I'm telling you, Mags, why Why am I not in charge of some of this shit? Ship them off to the Bahamas. You got a year-round fucking program. They read the rule books. Then they go outside and they live interact it with a couple of dummy players. And they come back in. They read some more. It's all fucking interactive. They do that. And then, bang, September's here. We get a little, get the little juices working in the preseason, right? Instead of... We dive into the preseason, and it's like, what is this game that uh, they call the football? And nobody has a fucking clue what's going on. And then by week 15, we finally figure some shit out, but it's still a joke. Like, I, I don't know. It make, it make it literally make it year-round. If you make it year-round, and it's like a whole clinic, and that is all these bastards do, I'm happy with it. Other than yeah. that, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like them whatsoever, man. So there you go. There's a 
15 minute rabbit hole and a half for you. Uh, outside of that, I'm just, I'm really ready to, uh, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just me being really fucking cerebral, but I kind of hate the fucking Bears fans, fans sitting in the fucking stands chanting fire naggy. I don't know. As much as I don't like the dude, as he's a human being at the end of the day. And, like, you know me, a real cerebral motherfucker. Like, I was sitting there watching it like, okay, motherfuckers. Like, we've done this 15 different places. We've even done it at the United Center. Like, I think it's pretty fucking clear that Matt Nagy is not going to be the fucking head coach next year. Like, I think I think that's probably something we can all come to a general consensus on. Like, dude, just, like, last night was the most fire I've ever seen out of Nagy. Like, honestly, it was the most fire I've ever seen out of him. He was eating the refs' asses. I mean, he was on it, boy. He was on it. And I was like, damn, where's this passion been? Where's this been, man? Instead of just sitting there kind of like a fucking, and just like, what the fuck is going on on the field? Like, let's get involved. Let's get mad. Like, we've been getting fucked like this all year, dude. It's not just, like, this is what it is. So, I I don't know, man. I... It really kind of, it's starting to kind of bum me out. Like, it's just like, dude, like, leave the dude alone. Let him finish his last fucking three games as Chicago Bears head coach and get the fuck out of town. We all, man. So I don't totally disagree with you. I think what needs, what would need to happen to, like, prove something to Bears ownership as far as going to the games or watching the games. Like, I saw something, I'm not sure what the numbers were last night, but last week I saw a tweet where it was like, you want to know why Packers or Bears keeps being on Sunday Night Football at primetime. It's because it had almost 20 million people watching it. Uh, and I imagine last night, probably not that high, uh, but I imagine it's probably north no. of 10 million people watching. So the recipe, if you, as, as opposed to doing that, what you should do if you want to protest anything, as far as that is concerned, stop going to the games or stop 100%. watching, which I know is impossible. I, I, I don't know that I could do that. Like, uh, I probably wouldn't go how to the game in that how, sense. How many but games I would, do you I, go right now? How many games do you go right now? There you go. Well, it's three practice. hours away, and it's pretty damn expensive. Yeah, that's true. But. That's true. But all NFL games are expensive right now. Either way, exactly. this, this stuff fucking going. Stop yeah, fucking going. going. I think that one's easier. Maybe, obviously, it's impossible to not watch your favorite team you on uh, any given week. Like, how it would have to be really bad. But imagine? at least to, you don't have to spend 100, 200 bucks to go watch a bad team play football when you know what's going to happen, man. It's just delusion. And, yeah, it's delusion. It's I get delusion. it. I get it. For the, I mean, I, as far as going and want to still support your team, but well, yeah, my jackass, where all the fucking Bears shit that I got in my entire uh, closet that I could possibly find on yesterday's show, then I continue to carry that into our wise words episode we recorded yesterday. Didn't take the damn hat off, and I literally said on the show, "Boy, I hope this doesn't make me look like too much of a dumbass <laughs> to, on Wednesday." Here I sit, like I just. I just want one, like, I don't know, since 2018, it's just like, I don't know, it just has, and that was like the last fucking little bit of glimmer of hope outside of fucking Devin Hester running back a fucking punt return in the Super Bowl and us still not winning it, I mean, it's just, it's revolutions, revolutions, never-ending cycle, never-ending bullshit with the Chicago Bears organization, but uh, yeah, I, I just think he's, at the end of the day, he's a human being, and at the end of the day, watch him get a job somewhere else and go fucking wreck something, like, just go wreck, it's just, it's just the if Bears, you're now, you at gotta the end take of the day. a year off, right, like, I, good I, grief, man, I would say so, or else <laughs> you're gonna turn into the next fucking, um, Jets, old fucking head coach, Oh, uh, Adam Gase? Adam Gase, yeah. You're going to fucking end up going and coaching offense next to Adam Gase's special teams unit. Like, 
Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he looks like. You're gonna fucking you're gonna end up that's way. You're gonna be at the same high school coaching special teams right alongside fucking Adam Gase is what you'll hey, do. Speaking so. of special teams, you got anybody that knows anything? Send them send them our way for fuck's sake, man. Special teams for sure. Packers you're special teams is off. Oh yeah, yeah. That is a uh, that is a good point. Um, might be. I wouldn't say it's gonna be your fatal downfall, but it's something that's not going to uh, the way win it's you been many going. Games, it's though. Yeah, well, that's not that's okay. We just they, they're like boneheaded, like alligator arm catching punt. It's bad, man. It's really, really bad, like inexplicably bad. Yeah, it's not ideal. Uh, and then on the other side of it, the Bears special teams looks absolutely terrific. We got guys who uh, have just been signed to the practice squad, making their first start ever in fucking history, looking better than our regular starters. So, hey, who am I? What do I know? There you go. There you have it. Uh, Thirty minutes past the eleven o'clock hour. Um, stood about as high as I can on my soapbox, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Any anything else you got to uh, lay out, dish out, deliberate about? Uh, anything in between? Good sir. No sir. Uh, need some more damn news. Eagles actually jumping up to seven and a half, eight on the spread. I'm uh, not sure why that is. Hmm. Um, maybe no Taylor Heineke. I'm not sure. Maybe. But like we'll, uh, you, I have no opinion on that one. Yeah, we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, just mentioned wise words. We recorded uh, season two, episode number five yesterday. Drops tomorrow, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, no Cup of Joe on campus this week. Uh, I believe we're still going to do show uh, Wednesday and Thursday. We'll talk about exactly what we're doing the rest of the week. We'll let you guys know tomorrow. Um, working on some other blog ideas, working on some other stuff there. Mags is too. Uh, he'll have his extra cheddar. No UFC pick blog for me for the next couple weeks until they're back. Uh, outside of that, about all I got. Stop by talkingtheline.com. Get all of our uh, additional content, everything in between on that in there or in the link tree in this episode's description. Outside of that, that's about all I got, dude. Anything uh, burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul for you for one final time? No, sir. Not at all. All right. Well, then in that case, let's wrap it up. Final segment of the day, my motivation minutes. Now, this one is uh, short and sweet. i give you a little um, perspective, if you will, behind each of them. But uh, I said it at the top of the show. This is on the C5 complex. And it can be applied really anywhere in your life, but mainly when you start to have a plan or want to make a change in your life or you're going through your journey or you're chasing a dream or a passion, basically everything I talk about all day long, anything in your life, this can be applied to. And I thought it was really powerful. I I don't know who the man was. I can't give 150% credit. This is definitely not mine by any means. Um, but he said it in part of a speech and I just felt like, okay, yeah, I got to write that down. So wrote it down, uh, stuck it on the wall back here. So I am going <laughs> to, this is the lean to the right here to, uh, <laughs> take a look, but C5 complex, the five C's clear, concise, compelling, consistent, and committed. There is no plan B my friends. If you're making a plan, it has to be clear, concise, compelling, consistent, and committed, clear. It's got to have an actual path. It's got to have a destination. It can't just be, oh, well, I want to open up a smoothie shop, you know, the old tropical smoothie cafe. <laughs> and, like, you know, you don't get to host the Frisco Bowl if you don't have a clear plan of 
Early round of applause for you, my friend. <laughs> don't have a clear plan of, uh, hey, you know, bring it full circle, baby. Uh, you don't have a clear, exact plan. Now, there may be barriers that come on uh, along your path that you didn't foresee. That's just part of the game, baby. But at the end of the day, if you're – look at him laughing over here. I got him. Uh, if you're <laughs> – number two, if you're concise. If you say, okay, here's the path. It's clear. I got the plan. Now, what if I come upon A, B, or C? Well, let's not get too lost in all of that. Let's not worry about what is, what might, or what can be. Let's just keep it tight. Let's keep it right here, right now, in the present moment, clear and concise. So you check those two boxes off. You're moving, you're grooving. It's got to be compelling. It can't just be, no. I want to go open up Tropical Smoothie Cafe again. It can't be like that. It has to, there has to be a reason behind it. Me and Mags always talk about if you, whatever you're doing in life, if you're doing it for the money, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. If you are, there has to be a compelling reason. Obviously, money is great. Money comes to those who work for it, those who consistently, uh, if you're in a position where you want more money, if you consistently wait, you consistently work for it, it will come. I promise you that. But you have to have a compelling reason as to why you're imposing that plan. If you want to go down that path, it just can't be, oh, because I just want to try it. No, you, it has to be there. Uh, there's a reason. I get up and I, I come to this podcast every day because of things like this. I, I hopefully can make an impact on just but one of you. Uh, and, and even if it's not in a motivation minutes, maybe it's during something I say, some goofy I make you laugh and totally turn around your entire day just because of something I said during one of my analysis because we're not the normal suit and tie. And, and that was my compelling reason. So if you're having a plan in place, it's got to be clear. It's got to be concise. It's got to be compelling. It's got to move you. It's got to come from in here, not up here, the money thoughts, all of that. It's got to come and it's got to move you from the inside. And once you check all those boxes, then it's got to be consistent. It's got to be every single damn day that you are awake. If you want to chase a dream, if you want to chase a passion, you have to go after it like you are fucking trying to cure cancer. Point blank, period. No question about it. It is the last thing on this earth that you do every moment of every single day. You do not stop. You do not quit. You have to be consistent. Consistency is number one. If you want to do anything, you want any plan to work, you have to get out of bed every single day and just go to work. I've talked about it time and time again, but sometimes the simplest, everybody talks about what's the secret formula of sex, doing this, that, the other. The secret formula is getting up out of bed, going to work every day, and being consistent. So you're clear, you're concise, you're compelling, you're staying consistent. It's not going to be easy even though you do all that shit. It ain't going to be easy at all even though you do all of that shit. You're still going to come up on those barriers in your path. You're still going to maybe have a rut that you go down in and you can't get that vehicle up, whatever you're in, up out of that rut on your path today. You just can't get it done. But you got to stay committed. You got to stay committed. No question about it. You got to stay committed. So you stick to that plan no matter what. You made it clear. You made it concise. You made it compelling. You are consistent every single day. No matter what happens, if you have the delusion to see something at a end, you see a means to an end with anything, any dream, any passion you're chasing, and you can see more beyond that means to an end, you need to go after that. If it 
is itching at you, please go scratch it. But all of that is going to be hard and you're going to have to stay committed. So today, my friends, apply the C5 complex anywhere in your life, especially if you're thinking about uh, standing on that edge. Talked about it on last week's Wise Words episode, standing on that edge, looking over the canyon and uh, making that jump. If you are in that spot right now, make sure you apply the C5 complex. It is clear, concise, compelling, consistent, and committed before you decide to jump and spread your wings to see if you can fly. Because if you do, I promise you'll be able to fly, you some bitch. So let it rip. Go after it. Today's your day. Apply the C5 complex and have a spectacular rest of your Tuesday unless you have any other plans. That officially does it for my motivation minutes of the day. I love it, my friend. Uh, you know, all jokes aside, uh, it is some fantastic advice. Jokes inside. I think that. the old uh, Tropical Cafe owes us a little uh, few dollars today, dude, my friend. Dude, Goodness dude, gracious. Dude, that was, just... Again, that was fantastic. That hey, was fantastic appreciate time. You. I appreciate <laughs> you. I appreciate it wasn't just... like, because obviously it was funny, but like it was perfect tie-in. You don't host <laughs> just... the Frisco Bowl unless you're... <laughs> Don't I just came right Frisco to my bowl. head. It just came right to my fucking head. Don't know the fucking Frisco Bowl if you ain't got a clear plan. There you go. There you have it. The, the, the day that the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Bowl has reigned supreme. Hey, Tropical Smoothie Cafe, you need an up-and-coming podcast to sponsor. Yes. Uh, actually, just we need, uh, we need a cup for some of these fucking free promos we've dished out your way today. So... There you go. There you have it. My motivation minutes of the day. Shout out Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Maybe I'll uh, send you a DM after this. Yeah, the bowl game uh, name doesn't get you where you need to go. <laughs> Come on our way. Come on <laughs> over. We got plenty of ideas. So there you go. There you have it. That is the an episode of the TTL Pod. Today's episode of the TTL Pod, episode number 187 of the TTL Pod. It's about time to get on out of here. But before we do the usual, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, far and wide, for myself and Mags, <laughs> thank you so much for choosing to stop by today's episode of the TTL Pod, hang out with your boys, get some picks, some insights, analysis, dive into some rabbit holes and get ready, but nothing uh, but some good old-fashioned ticket cashing. Cannot thank you enough for choosing to stop by. We see your support, your following from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you for all of that. Your shares, your likes, all of the good stuff, comments, retweets, everything you guys do, we see it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to each and every one of us from the bottom of our hearts. As always, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Tuesday, unless you have any other plans. Make sure you get today's best bets of the day locked in so you can stay with us right at the end of every single show. Let's cash some tickets. <laughs>